0: Welcome, listeners and readers of Colorado Review to this year's National Poetry Month Digital Readings, where editors here at the Center for Literary Publishing have delved into our archives to bring you eight exceptional poets published in Colorado Review. We hope you enjoy this journey through the history of poetry here at the magazine as we move across decades from the winter of 1956 all the way to the summer of 2017, as we celebrate the power of poetry and lose ourselves in the long histories the art form traces over the years. Join me, Alec Whitholm, as I guide you through these readings. Let's start as soon as we can with Kitasono Katsue. Kitasono Katsue was born in 1902 in what is today known as Isa, Japan. Perhaps best known for his plastic poems, a series of surreal images with little, if any, text, his work anticipated forms such as cut-up, concrete, and visual verse. Kitasono spent much of his early career living and working in Europe among friends such as Ezra Pound, as well as the Surrealist and Dada movements, to whom he was aesthetically aligned. In the 1950s, Kitasono was living and working in the U.S., and gained popularity among the Beats and Black Mountain poets, even designing the first four covers of Black Mountain Review. His self-translated collection of poems and drawings, Black Rain, was published by Diverse Press in 1954, and two years later he published the following poem, A Black Chapel, In Colorado Review's first issue in the winter of 1956. Please enjoy. This poem is by Kitasono Katsue, entitled A Black Chapel. A capricious black ribbon in a black cylinder. It is a morning prayer a neurotic white dot in a black square. It is solitude of high noon, a languid yellow book in a white circle. It is the evening meal, a glittering black straight line for a green sound. It is time of shadow, a tipsy fly, purple eyes, it is a postcard of Judas. These are for nothing more. Our next poet, Rosario Castellanos, born in 1925 in Mexico City, is widely considered one of the most important women poets of the 20th century. Contemporary to Octavio Paz, she is best known for her novel Oficio de Tinieblas, or The Book of Lamentations, published in Spanish in 1962. Her work often visits themes of indigenous struggle, Latin American feminism, and Catholicism. In 1971, in recognition of her poetic achievements, Castellanos was appointed the Mexican ambassador to Israel, living in Tel Aviv until her death in 1974. The poem you are about to hear is a translation by Marine Ahern, published in concert with nine other Latin American women poets in the fall of 1979. This is Useless Day. Read by Carolina Buccelli.
1: This is a poem by Rosario Castellanos titled Useless Day and translated by Maureen Ahern. Nocturnal water, primeval silences, the first forms of life, struggle, a crushed scale, blood and horror have flown through me. A net in the depths, I return, rising to the surface without a single fish.
0: After serving in Vietnam as a war correspondent for the Southern Cross, Yusuf Komunyaka earned a B.A. from the University of Colorado Springs on the G.I. Bill, before getting his M.A. here at Colorado State University. Known today as one of the nation's foremost poets grappling with the Vietnam War, Komunyaka entered boldly into the American poetic consciousness with his third collection, Copacetic, published in 1984, and won the San Francisco Poetry Center Award in 1986 for his collection, I Apologize for the Eyes in My Head. His poem, From the Brain to the Heart, was published in the fall of 1985 with Colorado Review. The same year, he married his wife of 10 years, Mandy Sayer, and moved to Bloomington, Indiana, where Kominyaka taught English at Indiana University until 1996. From the Brain to the Heart is presented here by editorial assistant, Linnea Harris. Enjoy.
1: The Brain to the Heart by Yusuf Komanyaka Stars tied to breath don't have to be there when you look No more than drops of blood on ginkgo leaves And inconsequential eggs and frog spittle clinging to damp grass Sure, I've seen doubts clustered like peacock eyes flash green fire So what? When days are strung together, the hourglass fills with worms' dirt What do you take the brain for? I know how hard you work in that dark place, but I can't be tied down to shadows of men in trenches you won't forget. You look at a mulberry leaf like a silkworm does, with all your insides, but please don't ask me to be responsible.
0: As we continue our journey through the archives, we arrive at a poem by Holly Prado, Prado published her first collection, Feasts, in 1976, followed by six others. Her first novel, Gardens, came into the world in 1985. Though she was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, Prado lived and worked most of her life in Los Angeles, and has been hailed by the LA Times as a champion of the Los Angeles poetry scene. Her last work, Weather, a book-length poem, was published posthumously in the fall of 2019 by Kuhwanga Press. This month, managing editor C.E. Janacek reads one of seven poems Prado published in Colorado Review's Fall-Winter 1988 issue.
1: This is a poem by Holly Prado, titled Never Another Light Than This. In Moon... Crescent, the sickle, the sharp edge of myself as a knife. Poetry, when it pierces with, the shame of work well done in disowned illumination. Which is not kind, which reveals more than my beloved flowers. She sees me as lips pulled back, my stained teeth these marvelous frightened years. She turns me snake, who will not be stopped, who is doctor and monster, writhing upward toward clean wind, downward to the severed tongue. She makes me old. She makes me dance in her dreams like a beautiful
2: arm.
0: Toy Derricotte published her first collection of poetry, The Empress of Death House, in 1978. Two decades later, her collection The Black Notebooks and Interior Journey won the anisfield Wolf Book Award for nonfiction, the same year that her collection Tender won the 1998 Patterson Poetry Prize. Derricotte's work contends with womanhood, race, guilt, and a reckoning with the self that interrogates the nature of identity. In 1996, along with Cornelius Eady, she founded Cave Canem, an organization that helps grow the influence of African-American poets through a host of workshops, fellowships, prizes, readings, and other events meant to introduce black poets to the literary world, and vice-versa. The following poem by Derricott was published in Colorado Review's 1989 Spring Summer Issue, the same year she published her collection, Captivity, with the University of Pittsburgh Press, where Derricott still teaches today.
2: The Wedding by Toy Derricott for Dina Berland. Reading this poem of yours, Reflections, makes me remember how you once walked me over to that famous picture and stood me before its hard facts, its heavy robes, ancient closets, stood me before its stoic bed and pointed out the two worlds. The first, where the maiden gave her life away, looking down, demurely, and the second, a mirror staring, blankly as a witness, that clear teardrop, the artist's eye. I think we were in love with marriage. We saw that in contract, the rubbed woods and polished pewter of a past, a history to call our own. But the mirror at our back is the window we promised ourselves, always our way out. It is a third world, where we are now, standing together outside that picture. We stare at each other's faces, record the changes, the dreams, the fell and ashes at our feet.
0: Brenda Hillman is described by the Poetry Foundation as one of contemporary American poetry's most eclectic and formally inventive writers. A prolific name in eco-poetics, Hillman is the author of ten collections of poetry, most recently Extra Hidden Life Among the Days, and her 2022 title In a Few Minutes Before Later. In 2012, when the following poem was published, Hillman received an Academy of American Poets Fellowship, later publishing her collection Seasonal Works with Letters on Fire with Wesleyan University Press in 2013. This poem was read by Associate Editor Mika Todd.
3: After the Feast at Year's End by Brenda Hillman the flash, a low cry, a storm took the lights. Where were you when the glass broke? Were you in the field with a startled heart? Earth's axis tipped twice in the dark, and nothing gleamed in a singular way. Woo-dee-woo, went the owl in the incense bough, while daffodils pushed up quite soon, like the thesis in a freshman's essay. The dead are patient among the trees, visitor greets anti-visitor, masked chickadee, masked waxwing. Masked waxwing is pretty darn hard to say. The violent are not carried away, they are packaged on Twitter. Then the body is the broker for the wound and the miracle. Though the wound can't wait to reveal itself in the miracle,
0: knows the exit in advance. Victoria Chang is the author of six books of poetry, starting with Circle, published with Crab Orchard Review and Southern Illinois University Press in 2005. Her recent work, such as Obit, or her epistolary, Dear Memory, Letters on Writing, Silence, and Grief, deal with themes such as loss, trauma, family, and nationality. In addition to her poetry and nonfiction, Chang is the author of two children's books and the anthology, Asian American Poetry, The Next Generation. She holds degrees from the University of Michigan, Harvard, Stanford, Warren Wilson College, and currently teaches at Antioch University in Southern California. Her seventh collection, With My Back to the World, will be available from Ferrar, Strauss and Giroux in 2024. This poem was published in the fall winter 2012 issue of Colorado Review and is read now by Tasha Zeebeck.
4: I used to, my father used to, I used to sit in a living room with my, by Victoria Chang. I used to, my father used to, I used to sit in a living room with my mother's thousand miniature teapots. Used to talk to my father about, used to talk about letters, A-A-P-L-G-O-O-G-Y-H-O-O. What do they look like to him now? What does he see? Goo goo ga ga. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. I ask him what his password is. He says Gmail. He says mail is in the box. He says www.gmail.com. I ask for the password. He says www.gmail.com. He looks it up, looks up his brain, looks up He wonders what a password is, letters, numbers, dumbbells, lumber, something he needs, something he needs to get into, something he used to be free, he used to need, used to want more of some secret. He used to need to know what he has, what he had, I need a password into a past, into a pasture, into my father, into his brain. I used to speak to my father. My father used to speak. I used to speak, used to speak up.
0: With two collections of poetry under his belt, Kava Akbar is already a rising star with the success of Calling a Wolf a Wolf in 2017 and Pilgrim Bell in 2021. Akbar has written on addiction and recovery through the confessional mode in Calling a Wolf a Wolf, as well as his chapbook Portrait of an Alcoholic. In his second collection, Akbar explored spirituality and memory through Tintinabular verses. The following poem was published in the summer 2017 issue of Colorado Review. This final poem, read by Editor-in-Chief Stephanie Geschwind, will close out this year's collection of poems from Colorado Review's archives in celebration of 2023's National Poetry Month.
5: On Bridges and the Shadows of Bridges by Kava Akbar Crumble them if you must, but if you do, I will withdraw my pleasantries and boil all your chickens, which are purring now behind my house. In fact, considering the circumstances, I will bake them hard and black as cannonballs and launch them at you till you are dead as Columbus and forgotten as his sandy sock full of shells. Harmony is a kind of grammar, and I am not a native speaker. You are not speaking to anyone, least of all me, with my crackless whip and boiled work shirts. I gave you half my doubt, you gave me half your wool. The judge ruled it a fair trade, but she didn't see you pinching your cheeks to seduce the bailiff. It was summer then, it is winter now, and a bad one so cold the Great Lake froze. No layer of ice, just ice, and all the baffled fish frozen mid
0: I hope you enjoyed this year's archival readings in celebration of National Poetry Month. For more great content, you can follow Colorado Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or subscribe to our newsletter in the About section of our website. You should also visit the website bookstore where you can find new issues of Colorado Review as well as full-length titles published by the Center for Literary Publishing. If you like the work we're doing and want to offer your support, you can also donate by scrolling to the bottom of our homepage. I sincerely hope that everyone listening has had a June full of poetic nourishment. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you return for future projects like this one.